Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2019. Stop looking for fitness motivation and do these six things instead. Part two by Christian Finn of muscleevo.net. And I'm your narrator, Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Thursday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors and always with permission from the sites and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, as a reminder, today's post is part two from yesterday. So if you're new here or are skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That was episode 2018. But if you're all caught up, let's jump right in and hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Stop looking for fitness motivation and do these six things instead. Part two by Christian Finn of muscleevo.net. Four, embrace the suck. Getting and staying in shape is not easy. It will often involve things that you find hard, boring, or uncomfortable. Many of those things will need to be done on a regular basis, whether you like it or not. Embracing the suck means accepting that fact. It means getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. You acknowledge that what you're doing is hard, but you do it anyway. So be prepared for things to get difficult. Plan for them. When they do, just get your head down, put one foot in front of the other, and keep on moving. Five. Create your own tactics. Most days, I go to the gym in the morning. Other than a small pre-training snack, I don't have anything substantial to eat until noon. This routine is one that's developed over many years based on what works for me and what feels good. If I tried to follow a diet and training program that required me to eat a large breakfast as soon as I got up and train in the evening, it would be met with some resistance. And unless the results were spectacular, I would probably end up going back to my old habits. Building muscle and losing fat requires some knowledge about diet and exercise, but you also need to know yourself. That is, you need to know which of your habits you're willing to ditch and which ones you won't give up no matter what. 
changing habits and routines isn't always easy. But as long as any changes that you want to make are within your nature, they're still doable. That's why it's important to know the difference between principles and tactics. Most diets, for example, are based on tactics. That is, they tell you which foods to eat, which foods to avoid, when to eat, and so on. Following these diets will often involve changing habits that you may not be willing to change. They can work in the short term, maybe for a few weeks or even a few months, but fighting against your own nature is hard work and usually doesn't end well. Understanding the key principles behind fat loss and muscle gain gives you the flexibility and freedom to apply those principles in a way that works for you. There's far less need for fitness motivation when you create your own tactics ones that fit you and your lifestyle. And six, be skeptical of novelty. It's not unusual to get a spike in fitness motivation whenever you come across something that seems new and exciting, be it a diet, training method, or nutritional supplement. Most people have a strong preference for novelty, and fresh experiences of any kind tend to trigger the release of feel-good chemicals in the brain. However, the constant hunt for novelty can easily backfire sending you down a rabbit hole of hacks, tips, and tricks, many of which are pointless, ineffective, or just absurd. I regularly get emails from people who want my opinion on some new and amazing exercise routine or diet they've come across. But when I take a look, it's nothing new at all, just a twist on an old idea. Many of the online arguments about how to train and what to eat have already been hashed out numerous times in the past. For example, While I was digging through the Muscle Evo research vault the other day, I came across an article that I'd torn out of a magazine to keep. Here's a snippet. Quote, The prevailing attitude in the gym is that you have to lift heavy weights to significantly increase muscle mass. This philosophy is based in part on the assumption that lifting heavy weights is required to recruit or activate as many muscle fibers as possible, thereby stimulating growth in most, if not all, of the available muscle fibers. While it might be true that such lifting is the best way to stimulate gains in raw strength, it is not necessarily the case for stimulating maximal gains in muscle size. For the most part, strength-trained athletes may have slightly smaller muscles than the average bodybuilder, yet their strength-to-body weight ratio is usually much greater than that of a bodybuilder. How is this possible when all you have probably heard in the gym is you have to lift big to get big? End quote. In recent years, a number of studies have been published to show that light weights and higher reps do a surprisingly good job at building muscle. Now, this article wasn't published in the last few years. It wasn't even published in the last decade. In fact, it was published in Muscle and Fitness Magazine all the way back in 1992. That's over 30 years ago. High reps versus low reps, low carb versus low fat, high volume versus low volume. The exact same debates that you see raging today once raged many moons ago. Modern research often gives us a greater insight into why something works. But in many cases, the fact that something does indeed work is fairly well established. What worked 30 years ago still works today, and it'll still be working 30 years from now. There's really nothing new under the sun, as the old saying goes, just the history you don't know yet. And even if there were, the fact that something is new in no way guarantees that it'll work any better than what you're doing now. In fact, I'd take old and proven over new and untested any day of the week. From Rolf Dobelli, author of The Art of Thinking Clearly, quote, you're sitting in a chair, an invention from ancient Egypt. You wear pants, developed about 5,000 years ago 
and adapted by Germanic tribes around 750 BC. The idea behind your leather shoes comes from the last ice age. Your bookshelves are made of wood, one of the oldest building materials in the world. At dinner time, you use a fork, a well-known killer app from Roman times, to shovel chunks of dead animals and plants into your mouth. End quote. For the fitness industry to remain an industry, it needs to keep churning out new stuff. Magazines need something new to publish every month. Supplement companies need new supplements to sell. Equipment manufacturers need new products for people to buy. The challenge for you is to decide if new and different equals better. In many cases, it does not. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Stop Looking for Fitness Motivation and Do These Six Things Instead by Christian Finn of MuscleEvo.net. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Today's author, Christian, was talking about how it's important to find those behaviors that suit you and your lifestyle. Christian gave us the example of how a big breakfast doesn't suit them. If they were forced to eat a big breakfast, they may do it for a little while, but will probably go back to eating a smaller breakfast or not at all. I am the exact same way. I'm not the type of person that likes to eat a big breakfast. I've tried it and found that I felt very uncomfortable the rest of the day. In fact, even before my workouts, I keep things very, very light. And I actually still remember when I was in elementary school, we had those standardized test days. The school's administration would actually send a letter home to all the parents asking them to be sure they send us off to school after having eaten a large, hearty breakfast. The administration thought that this would help us perform better on the standardized test. Well, for me, it made me feel sick for most of the day, which absolutely did not help my performance. So yes, please find what works best for you. And often, we can start by looking at what's been old and proven as opposed to new and untested, to use Christian's words. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you're having a great week and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Friday Q&A and where your optimal life awaits.